everyone, and welcome to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. I am not Pastor Mike, but I am excited and honored and humbled to be here today. My name is Ashley Lentz. I'm a pastor at our Ankeny campus, and I'm just super excited to hang out with some of my awesome coworkers and chat about Philippians today. Mm-hmm. Emily, you are back from vacation. Yes. How are you? I'm great. Vacation <laughs> is healthy. It is a good thing. It's a really good thing <laughs> yes. to rest, isn't it? Yes. Yes. But they had a good podcast last week, and they had I'm excited so much fun. For, for today, too. Yeah, me too. Me too. So with us today, we have two other great pastors. Pastor John, how are you? I am doing well. It has been a little bit since you've been on the podcast. You had a a sabbatical. I did have a sabbatical. Yeah, that was a huge blessing. Just an extended time away to rest. Yeah. Always good. We're really happy to have you back on today. And we also have Pastor Richard. It's fun to be here. We're happy to have (laughs) you as well. We're so excited. Um, We dive into Philippians today. And this is just... I love all of Paul's letters. I don't know how you all feel about Paul's letters, but... It's short, it's to the point, Mm -hmm. it's full of joy. Uh, Paul is in the middle of suffering as he writes this letter. He's imprisoned, probably in Rome, uh, maybe in Ephesus. Nonetheless, he is in chains as he writes this letter and he preaches joy. He wants his church to know joy. And Paul has a lot of... uh, relational capital with this church. Uh, He planted it. We read about uh, the church planting in Acts chapter 16 when Paul, on his second missionary journey, plants this church in Philippians. And so he loves these people a lot. And he gets pretty emotional in this letter, um, encouraging them and loving on them and commending some of his friends who he's done ministry with. And so I'm just really excited to chat about it with all of you and my lovely coworkers here. We've got a cool. good group it's today. Great. It's yeah. a short book, but it has verses that are used a lot. A lot of those like yeah. really key verses that you hear. Um, Philippians 4.13. Anyone mm-hmm. heard this one? We'll, we'll get to that oh, yeah. in a little bit. But I know quite a few people who have that tattooed on them somewhere. Oh, uh, and yes. I know at least three people who uh, who Philippians was spelled wrong when they got oh, that my. tattooed on them. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one to spell. It's a spell. tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So good word to the wise if you're thinking about getting a tattoo. Of it. Uh, yes. Double, track. double yep. check the spelling on those things. <laughs> but anyway, we'll dive into some of those uh, cool. key verses that you've maybe heard or mm-hmm. tattooed on yourself. Um, we have some questions first, I think. Yep. Let's do it. Why don't we just jump right in? Anybody got any questions? Oh, yeah. No, should have saw that coming. Okay. Our first question, we're also talking about the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. So first, let's go there. What do you want Bible readers to know about the book of Proverbs and how can we apply it to our lives today? Mm-hmm. Pastor Richard. You bet. Um, I'd say a couple of things. One is it's probably not the book you think it is. Mm-hmm. Most people think of it as just a bunch of random little sayings here and there. Yes. yes. That area, which is, by the way, not very random at all, is in the middle section. There's three sections of Proverbs. Um, one section is chapters one through nine, and then the middle section is 10 through 29, and then the third is the rest of the book. But what I think is so important is the foundation of Proverbs is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, and so you've got different ways. You have a father to a son, probably a young man, uh, and then you have also the proclamation of lady wisdom. But then you've also got some villains. And for example, you also have lady folly. And Lady Wisdom is the embodiment of God because she's faithful. She wants to get married. Where Lady Folly just wants a romp in the sack and and Hubby's going to come home and kill whoever's there. (laughs) Seriously, that's what it says in the Bible. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Okay. This is is not IQ wisdom. This is, Mm -hmm. like, we're talking godly wisdom. When we hear Mm -hmm. hear the word wisdom in the English language, Mm -hmm. we think... Um, you know, how smart you are, Mm -hmm. IQ, intellectual Mm -hmm. ability. And when we talk about biblical wisdom, this, Mm -hmm. as you're alluding, this is something very different, uh, very familiar to Mm -hmm. the Jewish people. Oh, huge. Mm -hmm. In fact, the best way to translate wisdom 
would be either skill or or know-how or practical reasoning. Mm-hmm. In other words, and this is just inherent in God's law. God's law isn't what you got to do to keep God happy. It's the description of how he created the universe. So the way to think about it is if you, if you go against the grain of the universe, you're going to get splinters. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs helps you be splinter-free. Yes. Okay. Yes. We tend to pick apart Proverbs, cherry pick verses and, mm-hmm. and pull them apart. And these are written as chunks. And so we're really doing a disservice mm-hmm. to the original literature mm-hmm. to pull little pieces of wisdom apart and say, you know, well, here's just one piece of wisdom for your mm-hmm. life when really it's in the context of something mm-hmm. so much greater. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Also, there are two important women in, in, in Proverbs. The first one is Lady Wisdom at the very beginning, and she embodies God. And, 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 and so you're going to see the same characteristics. At the end, you've got a poem where a guy is just bragging on his wife. And, and, and this is not a literal description of what a woman should mm-hmm. do as a wife. What it is actually is what any follower of Israel's God looks like when they live in wisdom. Yes. Mm. So it isn't about the set of activities. It's rather how would they go about the activities. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I yep. feel like that's a common theme throughout mm-hmm. Scripture. You could say the same thing about the Beatitudes. We just mm-hmm. went through the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians. Mm-hmm. Yes. So often we think these things are prescriptive. Yes. Meaning here's all the things that I need to do to level up to God when they're actually descriptive what yes. it looks so like good. when I live that life. Yes. Mm. Yep. Prescription, yeah. easy way to remember that. If you take a prescription, it's prescribed to you. Right. Description is describing who God is or, or what this thing is narrating is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important, important difference, especially as we dive into a book like Proverbs, because <laughs> we don't have wisdom lit- literature. Like that's, I don't, I haven't been to a library recently, but I'm not sure there's like a wisdom literature shelf. Mm-hmm. I think we, in our day, we might call that like, you know, the self-help, self-help. books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of those. There's a lot right. of those. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to read like how Proverbs reads. No, it's just n- no. not a familiar kind of literature for us. Yeah. Proverbs is not an instruction manual. Right. Mm. Well, how relevant is that too? Like we live in the information age. Like we live yes. in a world and a right. culture that is like oversaturated with information. Yep. We have the world at our fingertips, in our pocket, and our phone. Yeah. And yet here's how relevant scripture is. Mm-hmm. Is like, mm-hmm. and yet our world is starving mm-hmm. for wisdom. Yeah. Yes. People are craving mentors. And, so well said. Yeah. Biblical wisdom. Because yeah. the second part of that was how can we still apply that book? Oh, yeah. To yep. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're saying you still can, you mm-hmm. just need to be careful how you're interpreting it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And once you understand what you're looking at, it really is super relevant because it, it, and this, is, this goes to some bigger concepts like the Hebrew understanding of sin. Again, sin is not just making God mad. Mm-hmm. Sin, uh, the best way I could describe it in modern terms is sin is distorted thought, uh, thought patterns, false belief systems. And then the behavior that ensues from that. So it's, sin is bad mental health. Yes. Mm. You know, it's um, it's bad emotional health. You know, things like unforgiveness will, will mess you up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think of all the habits that form addictive behaviors, whether it's a bottle or not. And so, you know, and so it, it's, it's far less rules as it is. This is how God created us and the world around us. And then he gives us a description of how to walk on the path of life. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then sin is literally wandering off that path of life. And, and, you know, it's sort of like this. If you jump off the Empire State Building thinking you can fly, uh, you you know, gravity will rise up to smite you, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's. Proverbs remind us, reminds mm-hmm. us, as Paul has alluded to in some of his other letters, mm-hmm. uh, that worldly wisdom isn't just going to isn't going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. We 
there is godly wisdom. There's this wisdom that our world doesn't really understand. And mm-hmm. Paul is going to write that over and over and over again mm-hmm. um, as he continues his letters. Yeah. 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 Okay. Switching to Philippians then. Why is Paul torn between living for Christ and quote, dying is even better, he says. Hmm. John, tell us. Yeah, this is a, it's a very weird uh, setup that, that Paul's making here because mm-hmm. we, I think, obviously assume worst case scenario in all of these things. A lot of mm-hmm. people have this like the world's falling apart. What is there mm-hmm. to live for? Mm-hmm. But then also, if you don't believe that there is a resurrection and eternal life, then what's there to move my life towards? Paul's mm-hmm. actually saying the opposite of that. He's setting up a win-win scenario. Mm-hmm. I love, he says in verse 22, living means more fruitful work mm-hmm. for me. So that Paul has this driving identity and purpose to his mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's the direct, not skipping ahead to application, but if you know who you are yes. mm-hmm. and it's not based on your circumstances and you know what your purpose is, mm-hmm. that you have like an eternal impact in mm-hmm. people's lives, mm-hmm. all of a sudden life becomes this beautiful thing to live. I'm not just waiting around for heaven someday. Right. I have a purpose right now. So yeah, that's yeah. living as a win for the kingdom for Paul. But then mm-hmm. uh, also because of the gospel at the same time, there's no fear of death. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I've heard it said before, the death is like the worst thing we can think of. Mm-hmm. You know, that we, so many people fear the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst thing is not the last thing. And Ooh. like, that's the definitive statement of Jesus being the resurrection of life, yes, right? So absolutely. Paul is saying, it's a win if I live, but I'm not fearing death. So it's a win if yeah. I die, because then I get to be with Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and nothing better. Right. Yeah. And Paul is facing death all the time, yeah. right? He's writing this as right a prisoner. And even the Philippians are being persecuted for, you know, there are people trying to influence what, what they're believing. And so Paul yeah, right. just relates to them on such a level as, I know what you're going through. It's hard. And mm-hmm. there is something better too. There's so yeah, much more yeah, to yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Important clarification there, because if you just pull out the line of Paul if saying, just dying is even better, it's like, right. ooh, that's that's a risky thing to pull. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. the intent. Nope. Yeah. Not at all. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is, I love, love how Pastor John said that. It's win-win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Next question says, how do we live as citizens of heaven and citizens of the world? And how do we, as the church, bridge this gap? Mm, I like this. Um, Paul is really, he wants this church to know something greater. They're facing persecution mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. as he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a citizen of Rome had a lot of benefits in, in Paul's day. And so mm-hmm. Philippi was a Romanized colony. Um, the people who lived there had a lot of protection under that Roman government. Mm-hmm. So it was a good thing to be a citizen of Rome, but it also came with stipulations, something like emperor cult worship. It was a law <laughs> to worship uh, the Caesar of the time. Mm-hmm. And so uh being a citizen of Rome was a good thing, but also had some stipulations. Mm-hmm. And Paul elevates, he says, you think you have benefits as a citizen of Rome. Mm-hmm. As a citizen of heaven, mm-hmm. let me, let's really dig into what that citizenship looks mm-hmm. like. Um, he, he talks about them being together. I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, mm-hmm. fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't mm-hmm. be intimidated by your enemies. Um there's this beautiful uh, unity that comes mm-hmm. as citizens of heaven and to this higher calling. Uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in a sermon about Philippians said this, and I want to share it with all of you because I think it's really beautifully said. He said, this means that although you live in the colony of time, your ultimate allegiance is to the empire of eternity. Mm-hmm. You have a dual citizenry. You live both in time and eternity 
both in heaven and on earth. Mm. Oh, I just thought that was good. really yeah. beautifully, like really beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are citizens of earth. Yeah. Uh, we all have a purpose, just mm-hmm. as we mm-hmm. talked about a second ago. Yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. really important while we're here. And yeah. there's also there's also something beyond that too. That's yeah. really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that that really caught me, and, and I see this also in the Gospel of Luke, is again the the Caesar worship because Caesar called himself Son of God, Lord and Savior. Yes, mm-hmm. and so here comes a bunch of people saying there's a new Caesar in town, mm-hmm. and so you know we're used to the separation of religion and politics, but there to to tell people oh, the good news of Jesus was a profoundly political and treasonous yes, act. Yes, right. The, these were these were enemies of the state. And so when Paul says, well, your citizenship, you know, is, is ultimately not here, that's a statement about death, that's a statement about identity, it's a statement about community. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that, you know, he uses even his own imprisonment as, as, as a way to talk about how God catalyzes a bad thing into a good thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So yep. we pray often on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. I think living as a citizen of heaven is the same thing as like praying that prayer. Like you're living out. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Jesus, Jesus talks about this in John 17, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking you out of the world. You have right. a purpose. Mm-hmm. Matthew 5, mm-hmm. being the light of the world, yep. salt of the earth, mm-hmm. those types of things. Yep. So the gospel is not how can we remove ourselves to get up into the clouds someday. Right. Yes. It's how do, we, how, do, how do we bring heaven it's bringing it here. to right. earth and yes. have a rock yeah. solid understanding yeah. of our yeah. identity yes. and not mm-hmm. be influenced by... Yes. The cult worship and all yeah. of the, the right. storm that's mm-hmm. around us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's there's, great. A, there's a beautiful example, I'll be very short on this, um, of, of everything we're talking about. It's the Azusa Street revival of the early 20th century in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, you got God's power showing up in miracles and healing and people mm-hmm. being set from demons, mm-hmm. free from demons, and God's power showing up in probably the only multicultural congregation led by a black leader in one of the most racist cities in the country. Mm-hmm. And that is what it looks like to be a citizen of heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's awesome. Beautiful. Uh, why does Paul insert a poem in Philippians 2, verses 6 through 11 about uh, yeah. Jesus? Well, this is fun. A now, poem. Yes, we have a Yeah, it's we have so a poem. random. It's, it seems very like set apart. In this, yes. In this, yes. In this scripture. Yeah. Well, one interpretation, and I'm sure there are others, is that the entire book is organized around mm-hmm. this poem. Yep. Mm. Um, and as I was looking at it, um, one of the things you, you see is it actually, several things. Literarily, it's way fun, but we'll nerd some other time on that. Um, <laughs> But what it, it is also doing is retelling the entire story of the Bible very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we have, mm-hmm. although Jesus existed in form identical to God, that's kind of how the Greek goes, mm-hmm. he did not regard his equality with God as a thing to be grasped. Well, guess what happened in Genesis 3? They saw it looked good to their eyes. They grasped. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jesus is the new humanity. Yep. And, and and part of his humanity is he doesn't go running around taking anything that looks good. Mm-hmm. And so it's a retelling of what happened if Adam didn't, you know, and Adam and Eve didn't go grab the apple. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and this Adam or this new humanity doesn't do that. And why? Because God doesn't grasp and take. Mm-hmm. And then it just continues. So what does God do instead? Well, this is still in Genesis because our assignment as human beings in Genesis 2 is to serve, watch over and care for, and then have each other's backs. That's, mm-hmm. that's often translated help, but it's not about getting coffee. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's about having your back. It's yeah. what the Holy Spirit's called in Being John. Being united, yeah. Yep. And so that's what Je- God has our back as Jesus by becoming a slave and doing what only God can do. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is his, the, the, the authority of God, the royal kingliness of God winds up taking his throne on a piece of wood. And mm-hmm. in that action, as a slave, he, the king becomes a slave. Mm-hmm. And not because the, it's not like Jesus is stepping away from being God. No, Jesus is expressing what it means to be God on the cross. Yes. And in the resurrection, then we, we discover that, that the one who was in glory before the world and then expresses himself in, in, in all these weird upside down ways of suffering and death turns out to be the world's true Lord. And, and here, um, Paul is quoting Isaiah 45, 23 mm-hmm. about... You know, that it, where he says that Jesus is Lord, which is saying Jesus is Yahweh. Jesus is who was on Sinai. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what Luke says on, on the Transfiguration. Yep. And Isaiah 45 is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's all important. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> Isaiah 45, that's, we're talking about this prophecy of the suffering servant. And yep. this is, mm-hmm. so this is a big deal that Paul's pulling in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, also, it's in this context of the my title. It, here it says have the attitude of Christ. Yeah. Yes. And so it's bringing it back to like, this is who Jesus is. I was going yes. to mention that too, is like Paul's such a good writer that mm-hmm. as you read these letters, a lot of the epistles is mm-hmm. that he, he will make a statement or a challenge to you about a lifestyle. And then yes. he will bring it back to Jesus and say, because this is our identity, because this is what Jesus did. So like yes. he's setting up Jesus as the ultimate servant leader. Yeah. That yep. Jesus is not going to ask us to do something that he hasn't done. Mm-hmm. Correct. So the reason yes. to do this is not to be good people. To right. be nice, the reason right. to do this is because we're emulating the character of mm-hmm. yes. Jesus. This is how he lived. What yep. good teaching. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a good teacher. It's a great it's a teacher. teacher. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. Building on the greatest mm-hmm. teacher yeah. right. that, that walked this right. earth. Yeah. Um, just It's really beautiful. It was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I looked this up in a whole bunch of different translations. Maybe you'll find this interesting. She was nerding out. I was totally <laughs> nerding out. Okay. The NIV, NLT, and CSB set this text apart. So, mm-hmm. you, so you visibly, like as you're reading it, see that this is a poem yeah. or some mm-hmm. sort of different mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But like the ESV and the NASB... Don't. Mm. Those are the only ones I looked at. There's mm. there's lots more translations. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't I don't have any answers for that. I just found it fascinating because as mm-hmm. you read this, Paul starts talking differently. Mm-hmm. Like you notice something is happening. Yes. And it helps that it's set apart in my NLT mm. translation right here mm-hmm. before me. But mm-hmm. in some translations, you might just have to be like, oh, he sounds different here. It's it's more poetic. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. <laughs> I can make a guess as to why they didn't. If I think of the yeah. ESV and the NASB, they come from probably the most conservative parts of American Christianity. And in that tradition, you do not do literary analysis. That's regarded as unfaithful. That's so fascinating, mm-hmm. Pastor Richard. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, crazy. So they, yes, go. they would be very careful to like lead you to recognize it as different, you're saying, and how they break well, it down. Well, no, they space. would say they would not set it up as a poem. Right. Because then you're attracted to analyzing the structure, and they re- believe that's what liberals do, and it's unfaithful to the scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And yeah, exactly. When you yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. do look at um, if mm-hmm. you break down this Greek, like you alluded to, which again mm-hmm. we don't need to geek out on it, but <laughs> some of these wor- most of these words mm-hmm. Paul is using all the time as he writes this letter. So yeah. truly, Philippians is in the Greek structured around the words of this poem, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and and the it's really who the it's the identity of Jesus. Yeah. Sure. Yep. yeah. Another question about the writing of it. Why spend precious ink and paper to commend <laughs> Timothy and Epaphroditus? Yes. Um, 
a commendation was a regular part of their literary style. This is just a piece of letter writing. And so uh, Paul spends, you know, a whole bunch of verses commending Timothy, commending Epaphroditus, uh, telling them, I haven't been doing this ministry alone. There's some people who've been helping me and Mm. they are worthy of your trust, of being received by you, um, of you welcoming them and and, uh, doing ministry alongside Mm -hmm. of them. Paul often preaches unity. And I love when people are named in that. It's yeah. an, mm. Obviously, this entire church is part right. of his ministry mm-hmm. and what he's doing. But he has really great coworkers, like I said, at a table with really fantastic coworkers mm-hmm. that do this with him. Sure. Um, right. Just a really beautiful way to, to yeah. think about the church and mm-hmm. how we do life together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Paul shifts from worldly valuables to that of infinite value, knowing Jesus. How do we embrace the shift and live it out like Paul encourages this church to do? Hmm. John, tell us. Yeah, that's a big question. Yes. (laughs) Here's here's one of the things I love about Paul is he's speaking from a place of authority because he's lived it. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes Mm, one of the beef that people have with the Bible is like, don't tell me what to do. I'm the master of my own, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, purpose and and path. Or or preachers and mentors, right? Who's going to follow a mentor who... Is yeah. telling you to do one thing, but yes. doesn't live that way. You're gonna. Yes. Uh, what's the phrase? You're gonna uh, identify a lot more. You're gonna resonate with somebody's weaknesses versus just be impressed by their strengths. Yes. You might go, "Wow, that's cool. That's awesome, Paul." But I think what he's doing here is he's setting up this juxtaposition of this is who I was, mm-hmm. and in comparison, now that I know Jesus, um, yeah. this is it. So I think it's interesting um, that Paul Paul says he he sets up all of his credentials, all of his titles, everything that he's done. And he says, in comparison to knowing Jesus, if we want to geek out, there's some interesting words for oh, yeah. rubbish. Yes. We'll just leave it at that. It's not <laughs> near as polite in the Greek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but, we'll use our imagination. But I, but I yes, love that yes. because Paul is like, he's trying to draw on the most robust dynamic words that he can mm-hmm. to draw this comparison mm-hmm. between, I thought I'd reached it. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that all of us yep. can identify with that because... Everybody has some sort of hill that they're trying to climb, mm-hmm. of whether it's popularity, status, climbing the ladder at work, money, influence. Everybody wants to uh, be an influencer these mm-hmm. days, you know, all yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> and I think the loneliest place in the world is when you reach the top of whatever you've been mm-hmm. climbing to yes. and you realize it's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So Paul's reached this point in his life where he's comparing everything I've accomplished from a worldly standpoint mm-hmm. compared to the infinite value of knowing Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm pales in comparison. Yes. There, there is no comparison. So I think how do we shift and live that out is yeah. we live for things that matter. Mm-hmm. I think a really good like practical question to ask yourself mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening along is what am I going to do this week mm-hmm. or this month that is going to matter when I'm gone? Mm. Yes. Not, not in like a, a morbid sense, <laughs> but in a significance Right, and not to point to me, right? Not to leave my own legacy, but to point people to Jesus. What's going to matter? What am I going to do that's going to matter for eternity? So Paul's kind of, you know, you've heard that phrase, live for the line and not the dot. We've done that sermon Mm -hmm. illustration before where you have this mile-long rope. Mm -hmm. Take a Sharpie and mark one little mark on there. Paul's saying, don't live for things that Mm -hmm. are going to be gone tomorrow. Live for eternity, which is a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, and in... This context, the mm-hmm. Philippian church, uh, Paul references uh, those who say you must be circumcised to be saved. Like there's mm-hmm. actually people telling them yep. it's these worldly valuable things that are that are really going to make you right with God. Mm-hmm. And this is a theme in, in Paul's letters to, to these different churches. They're always the Judaizers or the people who um, are telling these new believers 
well, actually, to really be a great believer, you have to do this other thing too. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus plus, right? Yeah, right. Um, and this is where Paul says, no, there's far more value in mm-hmm. Jesus, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Jesus. Don't mm-hmm. miss that. Don't miss that. Yeah. 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 And again, we're not saying that education and accomplishments and titles mm-hmm. are bad. Right. Paul's saying just in comparison, absolutely, live your life according to what is going to matter. Just yeah. don't, don't, what are yes. you worshiping, I guess? What, right. What gets your heart and your affection? Yep. I love how, how Paul words this. He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Oh, that's mm. so cool. There's, yep. there's a thing that um, Luther calls the theology of the cross, where the starting mm-hmm. point for thinking about God is that 33-year-old man hanging up on that piece of wood. Yep. Mm. Is you, that's the, the widest definition we have of God in the entire Bible, and then everything makes sense under it. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of run the drill. You've been talking about accomplishments. Right. So, and, and, so let's do power. Uh, apparently the way God exercises power is by suffering and dying right. and washing lots of feet. So that means the most powerful person in the universe expresses that power through servanthood. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways, when we think of, of, of accomplishments, we've got to run them through the grid of where God takes the values of the empire and flips them on their head. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, uh, where, you know, the way to true security is through serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, humility means that you, it's not that you, th- you, you think less of yourself, but you think of yourself less. Yes. And I right. don't think God thinks about himself at all because his identity is really secure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very deeply rooted. Yeah. It's flipping, <laughs> flipping the world right side up. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. upside yeah. down, but flipping it right Correct. side up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Paul's focus is on things ahead, forgetting the past. In our faith journey, are we to forget the past and simply move forward? I'm intrigued by this. Man, that's a good question. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you uh, think about it? Here's, here's the thing that I think uh, is really relevant for people today. I think that there is a misnomer out there that like, when you become a Christian, just forget everything. It all goes away. Yeah. And like, it's, like it never happened. Mm-hmm. It did happen. I mean, I'm thinking about people that are listening to this right now that have deep pain mm-hmm. or wounds or trauma. I mean, yeah. again, Paul is writing from a place of... He understands. He's experienced that. I mean, yes. have you ever been flogged or shipwrecked? I haven't. Nope. You know, so like Paul's writing from a place of like, I've got some wounds and some scars and some trauma mm-hmm. yeah. in my life. I've heard this phrase. I don't know where it came from, but I've used it a lot. You're a product of your past. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be a prisoner to your past. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's the distinction is that I think as followers of Jesus, as we grow in maturity, we have a profound sense of how our past has shaped us. Yes. And I think when you read Paul, he's got this really healthy identity. This is who I was, but also I'm not going to let it define me. Yeah. And you think about mm-hmm. what we would have missed out on if Paul wouldn't have braced this new identity and purpose, if he would yeah. just like, you know, I used to hunt down Christians and that's who I am and I'm a failure and mm-hmm. I've made all these right. mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, are you going to let your past define you? Are you going to yeah. let people's opinions define you? Mm-hmm. Are you going to say, this is who Jesus says I am now? Right. Yeah. So it's it's living in the healthy tension between I'm embracing everything that's happened to me, but it's not defining me. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I yeah. think there's that idea of like God can use all things. That's part of yes. like yeah. Yeah. your yeah. past is God can use that to help refine you into who you are today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really yeah. appreciate that you pointed out like your identity isn't your past. Your identity mm-hmm. isn't right. things that have happened to you. Your identity isn't him. 
Huge. Yes. Huge. Yes. Well, you know, going back to what you just said is, you know, I love Romans eight twenty eight and 29 because Paul keeps reiterating this over. Uh, God works all things to good, but mm-hmm. then he defines that good as shaping us in the image of Christ. Yep. Says that again in First Corinthians one. Yep. Says it again in Colossians one. This is this big theme: is that God doesn't let anything in our past be wasted. He redeems it all, yeah. and then leverages all those liabilities into assets. Yeah. Mm. And, and so it, it, again, where we can get in the way is if we park our identity on that pain mm. or that achievement. Yes. yes. You know, I mean, for example, Paul let go of everything about being a Pharisee. But yet, all his training is what created these amazing letters. It was essential. Absolutely, yes. To his ministry, yeah. Yes, we are we are like unified beings, right? Like we're holistic. Mm -hmm. Our past is not something to be ashamed about, Mm -hmm. or you know, to to shove under a rug and say, yeah, it didn't it didn't happen. I'm just going to press forward. I have have this new life in Christ. It's something to say. I'm going to heal. I'm going to grow. And I'm going to let God use that pain mm. yeah. uh, to drive me forward in what he's calling me to yeah. in a yeah. new identity. Yeah. I, yeah. That identity died with mm-hmm. Christ on the cross, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. and I've been raised to a new life. And I recognize, as Paul says here, I press on to reach the end of the race mm-hmm. and receive yeah. the heavenly prize for which yeah. God, through Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. is calling us. Yeah. That yeah. all of that, as my entire being, all of that is going to go with me mm-hmm. uh, in this race that that we that we run together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk a lot about self care, and we have an awesome care ministry, and, yeah. and we did a sermon series, I think, on it last year. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I appreciate about that is, I think there's a misunderstanding in Christianity that like forgiving means forgetting. I, I was going to say that. Yes. Hey, hey, this happened to you. Just shove it under the rug. You know, we 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 spiritualize away pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. And I and I love that Paul is yeah. just like directly railing against that saying, mm-hmm. no, this mm-hmm. is hard. He even goes through later on in different letters. I've been shipwrecked. I've been yes. flogged. I've been beaten. Mm-hmm. I've been pers- you know, all these mm-hmm. things. So he's naming his past. And I yes. think we would be healthier in our faith mm-hmm. if we spent more time just naming it. It's mm-hmm. authentic. This hurts. This yes. was hard. Mm-hmm. And yet it doesn't define me. Right. Right. No. Yes. We, you said earlier that Paul has authority. He's lived this way. Mm-hmm. He's authentic to who he is and everything right. he's been through. Yeah. If we also don't do that as followers of Christ, not just as like preachers and teachers, right? Yes. But as as believers, if we are not authentic to mm-hmm. who God yeah. is, all of the things that God has called us to be, mm-hmm. we're kind of hypocritical. If I'm going to pretend like, you know, I I have this past and I'm just going to sleep under a rug and that wasn't really me, yeah. that's we don't need to be ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it doesn't define me. And as part of my story, yes. I'm so much more authentic to who God has created me to be when we totally own our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like verses that can be pulled out and proof texted. And this is one <laughs> of those, right, that says, like, forget the past and look forward. And I think about people who've had trauma, capital T or small mm-hmm. T trauma, yeah. uh, who someone might have said, well, forget the past and move forward. You're new in Christ. And, and you already right. talked about this. Which is I, true. Totally, totally. Right. And yeah. I just want our, our everybody tuning in to hear yeah. um, your past is important. There is healing ahead. You are a new creation. Mm-hmm. And if anybody has told you, just forget it and move on. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly forgive and move on and heal and do that mm-hmm. in community with people that you trust. Yeah. Uh, but those are parts of us that yeah. they were part of Paul. So mm-hmm. they don't need to not be a part of us anymore. 
Yeah. Something that stuck from a super cheesy TV show. I'll, I'll just confess, CSI Miami. Oh, um, thank you for sharing. I know. <laughs> I, didn't I, a, I, I, I didn't peg you as a CSI guy, Richard. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. it was a brief and painful time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, um, no. It, this uh, one of the characters says, you know, if you don't deal with your pa- your pain, your pain is going to deal with you. Mm. Mm. Ooh, yeah. And and, and so. That's again. We're going back to the promise that God will redeem all things. Yes. Do we trust mm-hmm. that or don't we? Yes. I mean, this is the beauty of confession. We don't confess because we have to. We confess because we can. Yep. Yeah. God's the one person who ain't going to walk, and He's the only person who can do anything about it. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I would also add a misnomer of where this conversation usually leads in the past when I've had it is, mm-hmm. did God let something happen just so oh. I would yeah. get to this point and be able to help others later or whatever? And that's not true either. Like God mm-hmm. no. uses all those things, but they are a product of a broken world. Yeah. Thank you for saying so, that. Amen. Uh, we were just on vacation in Omaha. Uh, we just took two days with at the zoo with um, oh, Paxton. It was so much, such a good mm-hmm. zoo. Yes. Oh my goodness. We had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we stopped in, we were in like, you know, old market Omaha and we stopped mm-hmm. at a Christmas store because I love Christmas. And like you know, it's a Christmas store year round. Yes. Okay. So I bought You're Christ- one of those people. I'm one of those <laughs> people. Isn't everyday Christmas and everyday Easter. I don't know. That's the joy of living into the gospel. Yeah. But, um, so I was shopping for Christmas ornaments and the gal who was at the register uh, loved Paxton. I mean, she just thought he was the cutest thing. And I mean, who wouldn't? But uh, she was, she said, you know, I had five sons and a daughter. And she said, well, three of my sons died in four months. Oh, And I said, oh, my wow. goodness. I said, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you, you just never know God. You know, it was part of God's plan. Uh, and all I wanted to say to her, and I didn't, and I told Tyler, I was like, I should go back in say this. Yeah. All I wanted to say to her was, I don't think that that is part of God's plan. Yeah. I think that God mourns with you and that is the product of a broken world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. God weeps with you in, in that grief. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. thank you for pointing that out because mm-hmm. I, so often we think, well, God intended that. And so I'm, I just have to be okay with it. And the reality mm-hmm. is we, we live as citizens of the earth, not mm-hmm. as citizens right. of heaven yet. Right. Those are products of a fallen world. And certainly mm-hmm. God knew those mm-hmm. things were happening. Uh, mm-hmm. Could God have intervened? We can go down all those roads, right? But we don't get to be God. And I truly believe he mourns with us. God knows the loss of the son. He does mm-hmm. not want you to hurt. Yeah. No, right. never. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Um, next question. What does Philippians 4 <clears throat> verses 2 and 3 teach us about settling disputes with our brothers and sisters in Christ? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I mean, we're just going to barely touch on it because it just, it's just at the, at, you know, the beginning of uh, Philippians 4, mm-hmm. uh, but he says, I appeal to you, Yodia and Syntyche, please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny because I've so, I've skipped over this in the past as mm-hmm. if like, it's not a big deal. And what I love about him calling out these believers, mm-hmm. uh, he, the first thing Paul says is that, please, because you belong to the Lord, mm-hmm. settle your right. dispute. It's an identity thing. Uh, Whatever their dispute was, he doesn't go into details about it. Uh, But whatever it was, it wasn't bringing glory to God. And so he says, because you belong to Jesus. Uh, One of my favorite pieces of advice that I was given uh, at my bridal shower, I was my best friend's mom. She said, don't stress the small things. And in the end, they're all the small things. Mm -hmm. We we can elevate things so quickly um, and they pull us away from God. And so this is just a small disagreement. And Paul says to them, you belong to the Lord. If for no other reason to settle this dispute, 
Mm-hmm. You belong to Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, he, I mean, he doesn't degrade them. He just, mm-hmm. he actually elevates them. He said, they worked hard mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with me and telling others the good news. They worked mm-hmm. along with some other people yeah. um, whose names are written in the book of life. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with these people. And I, I love that Paul says, hey, that disagreement, it's not helpful uh, mm-hmm. for no other reason other than it's not bringing glory to God. And because mm-hmm. you have a higher identity... Let's let's figure that out and and move yeah, on. Yeah, he's not <laughs> shy. Paul is not shy. Like no. he just calls him out. He does, and and in, and in a loving yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't believe in publicly uh, calling people out to, <laughs> to settle their disagreements. Remember, he was writing a letter. This was his only way to communicate. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Yes, right? yes. excellent yes. leadership advice, Emily. <laughs> yes. But to your point, Ashley, I think is verse four at mm-hmm. the very end of that. Again, I don't think it's just ironic. Paul says, remember the Lord is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So to your point, Ashley, yep. about like, okay, don't get lost in the smaller stories. Right. Live for what matters. They didn't know. Yeah. At this point, Jesus mm-hmm. could have been coming back next month. Right. So it's like, why totally. are you getting lost in this yes. thing? Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes fixed it's on the citizen of heaven yeah. versus yeah. citizen of the earth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How do we live rejoicing in the Lord always? And what flows from this joy? Okay, this just hit me as you were just talking about um, um, Iodia and Syntyche, um, is this actually flows right into that. Uh-huh. So we have these people in conflict. Another way to translate you belong to Christ is have that same mind. Mm-hmm. So I, and, and again, in, when, you're, when a Jew is writing, they mean both. So, so we have someone who belongs to Christ and urging that you, you live into that identity, as you were saying, John, yep. and, and then talks about how Jesus is united to them by asking that my loyal companion would help them, for they have struggled beside me. So it isn't you two get along, but we belong together, you know, and I think you pointed mm-hmm. that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then together with Clement, the rest of my co-workers who are in the Book of Life, another way of talking about the community of God's people. Yep. And so let's rejoice in that. So there's almost like a hidden therefore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, mm-hmm. I'll say that rejoice. And, and, and then I can even hear this is, is going right back to the, the conflict. Let your gentleness be made known to everyone because the Lord is near. Well, yeah, duh, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You bet he's near. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we got all this. And then he almost as if he's going to go to the root of the conflict. Don't worry about anything. Or don't yeah. have anxiety, yes. but instead, okay, here's the alternative to reacting in fear, letting lizard brain kick up a fight between people who that don't need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm running this through a sieve real time, you know. <laughs> um, but in, instead, you go with prayer and supplication. I love that word supplication, even though it's kind of an archaic word. Mm-hmm. It means to go to the person who can get stuff done. It's from medieval England and the feudal system. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a serf gives supplication to the lord and lady of the manor when they have a problem that's over their head. So if you've got a problem that's over your head with somebody or any any problem you got, you go to God mm-hmm. in conversation and, yeah. and you say, I'm giving this to you because only you know what to do with it. That's and then awesome. I love the word Thanksgiving because it's, God, I thank you because this is not your first rodeo because what you've done in the past, you can do again. Yes. Thanksgiving is a remembrance word. Mm-hmm. And then you let your request be known to God. And when you're in that way of handling your issues with yourself, other people, circumstances, then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So amazing. In other words, and normally we'd be reactive in this. Mm-hmm. Right. We can behave in a different way because now that peace is guarding our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yes. So the solution for these two women you need to talk to God about this. <laughs> take it, take it to God. Yeah, sure. wh- wh- whatever has got your dander up, God can take care of it. Sure, <laughs> I love it. And some of those verses that you're talking about are mm-hmm. some of the most popular. Like some of yes. these verses are yeah. what yes. I had memorized yeah. first. Philippians four four. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Don't worry about anything. Do not, do not pray. be anxious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pray yep. about everything. Yes. Yep. 
Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Mm -hmm. He says joy or rejoicing. I counted in the NLT translation, which I probably should have gone back to the Greek, but I don't have time to do that. Um, 13, 13 times in Mm -hmm. the NLT translation Mm -hmm. that he says joy or rejoice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's pretty significant in four chapters that he's going to repeat joy or rejoicing that many times. Right. Yeah. Again, the circumstances, Paul is writing this letter. From jail. From jail. After all he's gone through. And he continues to say, rejoice, have joy. Uh, Different than happiness. Different than happiness Mm -hmm. because happiness is circumstantial. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joy is not. And Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, Paul wants people to know when you know Jesus, when your identity is rooted in him, joy will overflow and it produces this peace that completely passes worldly understanding. Uh, I'm sure we all have stories of a peace that is super unexplainable uh, Mm -hmm. within the circumstances that we felt that we felt that in, because that, that can only come from a higher, a higher being from God. I honestly think I had those verses rejoice in the Lord always. And then later do not be anxious memories, but didn't realize they were like connected. Yes. Yes. Well, we're about to get to the other Hallmark one too, that is just right. You know, right up there with but them. But it, it is help. That's why I think this whole Holy Bible in a Year thing is so significant and doing it together is so Absolutely. significant. Because you can have these components but not realize the full yes. effect of mm-hmm. them, right? Yes. So like that peace does flow from that joy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And joy is different than happiness. That's why you can have it at, in all times through God. Yes. Yeah. And Paul's talking a lot about contentment mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and I think right. I've heard it said like contentment yeah. is the key to joy. Like yes. You, yes. you don't yes. start there if your heart is Being still un, uneasy. Yep. And again, it's not saying all these other things don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's saying yeah. regardless of what – I think I have this image of like joy is in the middle and it's surrounded by a storm mm. <laughs> or a disaster. Yeah. You know, like yeah. It's like dropping your anchor mm. in a storm in the ocean or mm-hmm. it's the, mm-hmm. the deep root system of yeah. trees yeah. is that everything can be swirling mm-hmm. around you. Your mm-hmm. life can be chaos. You could be up yeah. against something today mm-hmm. and yet right in the middle of it, joy doesn't change. Yes. That's the yeah. difference between mm-hmm. yes. joy and happiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Brené Brown, the researcher, uh, mm-hmm. PhD you know, she works in the social science field and yes. mm-hmm. she talks about foreboding joy is what she calls it. She says mm. it's the scariest emotion you can have. And she means when she says foreboding, she says, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like yeah. when you look at your beautiful child that you're so grateful for and you're just like, when, you know, are they going to wake up in the morning? You know, like what that newborn baby. Mm-hmm. So you're just, she calls it foreboding joy. And she says to overcome mm-hmm. foreboding joy, the key to not living in that is the other shoe going to drop mentality, is gratitude, mm-hmm. is contentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Paul actually speaks to all of those things. It's yep. it's transitioning our mindset. It's abundance versus scarcity. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for this, mm-hmm. for whatever it is, right? Yep. In the child metaphor, right? Thank you mm-hmm. for my child. And like setting our mind on gratitude and contentment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joy will flow out of that rather mm-hmm. than on scarcity. When is the next bad thing going to happen? Yeah, right. yeah. Anyway, you use the CSI analogy. I'll go sports. I'm a sports <laughs> guy. I've watched a lot of documentaries, and there is this common denominator. You go like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, incredible athletic ability. The mm-hmm. thing that has stuck out to me about all those documentaries is they had the incredible ability to be fully present. Yes. In whatever situation they were in. Mm-hmm. Meaning like mm-hmm. there's 50 million people watching you, and right. there's three seconds on the clock, and you got to make the game-winning shot. Yes. The ability to be fully present and say, I'm going to be right here in this moment Mm -hmm. and block everything else out. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people think contentment is sucking it up. Mm. 
Like just just be content. Th- and just, that's the worldly. Just, that's that the is worldly what the worldly definition. Would say. Where yeah. I think contentment is more about not to be a world class athlete, but be, <laughs> because I know Jesus, yes, I can be fully present here, mm-hmm. not worrying about the future, yep. not worrying about the past. Yep. I'm just going to be present. Present and thankful. and thankful. That's interesting yeah. that you Together. talk about presence because when I had always thought about rejoicing the Lord always in any mm-hmm. circumstance, I thought it's because God is with me. Mm-hmm. On a good day, God is with me. Mm-hmm. On a bad day, God is with me. Yes. Where mm-hmm. I am and he's mm-hmm. writing from jail, oh. God is with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's also like I can be present because God is present. present. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Well, that's yeah. Psalm 23 because two-thirds of the psalm, yeah. you're in the valley of the shadow of death. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Basically, the minute it's mentioned, that's the rest of the psalm. You are with me. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. You're with me. You set a table before me in the presence of my enemy. And in the yeah. presence of my enemy, you anoint my head with oil, basically saying, you got to go through me to get to my chosen. Mm-hmm. And then in that, my cup runs over, not because it's a good circumstance. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But, but because yeah. you're with me. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. good. Ooh. Okay, you mentioned it, another famous Mm -hmm. verse. Uh, Last question of our time. What does Philippians 4.13 teach us about strength? Why does Paul end his letter this way? (laughs) Yes, Philippians 4.13, do we all know it? For I can do everything Mm -hmm. through Christ who gives me strength. Um, We, again, it's not bad that we pull it out of context because it's true. I can do Mm -hmm. everything through Christ who Mm -hmm. gives me strength. Mm -hmm. But to read it within the context of Paul's letter to this church, Mm -hmm. it just is that much better. There's so Mm -hmm. much here. Uh, And it's in the context of community. The next verse, even so, you've done well to share with me in my present difficulty. Mm -hmm. He calls out this church for sharing with him Mm -hmm. in all the trials of being believers and, you know, following the good news and living that way of life. Mm -hmm. Um, This is where, John, you just talked about it. Paul talks about contentment. I know how to live on almost Mm -hmm. nothing or with everything. This is that kind of strength. Um, Mm -hmm. I even think when we just pull out the verse and we think, I can do everything with Christ Mm -hmm. who gives me strength. I think we think like, Christ is going to give me my strength. Mm -hmm. And I still Mm -hmm. think that's wrong. It's never my strength. Mm -hmm. It's always God's strength in us which is how we have joy mm-hmm. and contentment in those circumstances that it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. This peace that passes yeah. understanding. Mm-hmm. This is not strength that comes from this world. Uh, it comes from God and it is God's strength yeah. in us. Mm-hmm. Got a, an anti right quote for you. Oh, I love anti right. This is the way, this is the way <laughs> he translates that. He says, I have strength for it all, all of what life would throw at me in the Messiah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I still remember the, 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 uh, the candidate for senior class president in my high school gets up there and says, I can do all things. Like, I can run this high school through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> you know, and then all the Christians <laughs> voted for him and he got it. Um, <laughs> Richard's head's exploding. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, even at a tender young age, I'm going, that's wrong. Because you know? it's still coming up. You do remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Well, I even think about like my son right now, mm-hmm. like he's 10. Of course, mm-hmm. what do you want to be when you grow up? An NBA basketball player, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I can do all things. Right. It's yes. kind of what you're saying, Ashley. Yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> bad. It's just a kind of a loose interpretation of that. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's better than that. It's better than that. It's I don't want to crush him and be a dream totally. stealer right now. Right, right. But mm-hmm. if I could, I would say you can't be everything that you want to be when you grow up. Correct. Mm. Some of us are not built to be NBA basketball right. players. If you are, that's great. Right. But again, it's kind of an agenda-driven totally. piece. But yep. to Richard's point, you have to keep it in the context of what Paul is talking about. Yes. He just got done saying, I'm, I'm going to be present right in the middle yeah. of this. I'm going to find joy. Yes. I'm going to find contentment. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what Jesus is going to give me strength For sure. to do, regardless of what my agenda. Yes, it yep. comes back oh. to that identity that Paul's been talking about this whole right. letter. 
Right. He's going to be holding on to that verse. Right. <laughs> Maybe I just ruined a bunch of kids' dreams out there. Oh, but like, there we go. I can do all things. Well, you're not going to be president someday. Your identity is in Christ. Yes. And, yes. and that Christ has ordained. Yes. yes. Okay, oh, okay. here's your out for your, for your kid. <laughs> If God calls you to that, you can do all those things. Oh, wow. yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's deep. So yeah. much fun. There, oh, there my was. goodness. That was a good ending to it the It was question. a great ending. Yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, it has been really, really mm-hmm. fun to hang yeah. out with all of you on the yes. podcast today. Likewise. Great. Yeah. Any, cool. any concluding thoughts? This was really good. Yeah. Philippians yeah. is so good. It's so good. Read it. Read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you ever, how many chapters? Four chapters. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. What's there awesome. not to like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, <laughs> it's been fun hanging out with all of you. Thank you so much for all of you tuning in, uh, joining us on the podcast today. Pastor Richard, Pastor John, Emily, so much fun. Uh, we'll see you at Worship Around Hope very soon, and Pastor Mike will be back. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to like and subscribe on your favorite platform and we'll see you next time.